0: Welcome everybody to the Minimap Cast. This is Wait, oh no. Jeremy, I didn't have the I didn't have the intro going. Wait, 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 roll it back. Roll it back.
1: Uh, uh, uh. Uh, do you want a do you want a hard restart?
0: No no, that's fine. We could do Oop, this. It'll just right. be just a second. It's just uh I have got the script ready. I forgot. We had everything ready except the script. <laughs> That'd be like the song. Like, like we meant to do it. It's fine. It's gonna be fine.
1: And you would start talking
0: now. Welcome everybody to the Mini Map Cast. This is. Your, uh, 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 this doesn't. Oh, what? The, okay, hang on. Oh, hang all on, all right, Jerry. Right, give me one more time. Let's go. Roll it back. back. Roll it back. <laughs> <laughs>
1: right, oh, I'm no. gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna fade it in. And then I'm gonna tell you when. All right, you ready?
0: Okay. Uh.
1: And now,
0: welcome everybody to the Minimap Cast, Minimap.com.au's weekly games podcast, your favorite weekly games podcast. My name is Kerry Palmer, and joining me, as always, is Jeremy Bradicic. What's wrong, Jeremy? We are consummate professionals. <laughs> oh, definitely, definitely. We're practiced, we are punctual, we are. Just like so impressively proficient at what we do. Many people leave the stream so in awe that they never come back. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, that one caught me. All the way off guard. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that one happened at runtime, would you believe? Yeah,
1: I had to. Uh, I had to buffer that one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Jeremy, how are you this week? Uh,
1: I'm good. How are you?
0: <laughs> I'm good, thank you. I uh, we no longer do we have blonde Bratitich. Here we are with frosted tips Bratitich.
1: Um, only on the top. Us, only
0: on the top, yes. You, yeah, you, you're telling us the story during the week of how your your hairdresser did not quite do what you asked.
1: <laughs> no, no. So, so I had I had decently long blonde hair um, for, mm. for 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 a male, and it was it was too long. So I was like, I'm going to get a haircut. And so then I was um, I went to the place that I a place that I've been to before, which was which um, last time gave me what I thought was quite a good haircut. Um, and so I went back and I was like, they were like, oh, like, what do you want done? And I was like, oh, okay, it's a, it's a little bit weird, but can you just give me uh, a haircut that is about, that you leave about a centimeter of blonde everywhere? And he's like, okay. And he's looking at it and he's like, this much? And I'm like, yeah, even a little bit less. And he's like, okay, cool. And he's like, do you want it? Uh, do you want a little bit blonde just on the top or do you want a little bit blonde everywhere? And I'm like, a little bit blonde everywhere, please. He's like, no worries, got it and then did a little bit blonde on the top and else.
0: <laughs> yeah it's gone from the sides <laughs> yeah
1: it gave me a, a much a much cl- a shorter closer haircut on the back and sides um but look look it's fine um a couple of days later it's now just totally fine as a haircut um
0: yeah it I think it looks I think it looks good like yeah, it's fine it, You know, as you you said, it was like, oh, last time I went there, I thought I got quite a good haircut. And I'd say you still got a good haircut. It just wasn't the one that you asked for or that the person clarified for.
1: Yeah, and it's one of the things where it's like, I think I've mentioned before, the the, the hardest thing for me about getting a haircut is I have to take my glasses off. So I don't know what's going on until until it's done. Um, And also, look, once you've started a haircut, it's kind of hard to not continue that haircut. Um, There's no, uh, as the Marx Brothers would say, I think it was a snoop too much, um, so it's it's just one of those things. So a classic, classic ni- Marx Brothers, classic, accent, classic nineteen forty something ref- movie reference there for you. Uh, uh. That, that one, I think, if if memory serves, I think that was from the movie Coconuts.
0: That and that had the Marx Brothers in it, did it?
1: Yeah, that that is a Marx Brothers movie, Coconuts.
0: Okay. Okay. Um, a snoop too much. Well, it's, everyone
1: it's, it's very funny. It, it, the the movie is set on a on a cruise liner in which they are they are stowaways on um the four Marx brothers, Groucho, Harpo, Chico, um and Gummo. Oh, no, 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 Zeppo. Gummo is the one that's not in the movies. Um,
0: is this a thing called the Pac-Man? What is this?
1: <laughs> no. Um but uh, Harpo, the Marx brothers, is is mute, one of the Marx brothers. Um uh and the very beginning of the film there's like a bunch of people find out that there's four stairways on board and <laughs> and there's there's four barrels in this hold which they're all hiding in which is very funny and one of the captains says to the other one like oh my god captain i need to tell you this some of what news there's four stairways on the ship and he goes four stairways that's awful uh how do you know there's four of them and he goes they're singing sweet adeline <laughs> um which is funny because they are, and also it's doubly funny <laughs> because Harpo is mute, and so there is no reason for them to know that there's four.
0: It's so strange. It's so
1: funny. It's very, that's, very funny.
0: That's quite wacky for how old that is. I was not expecting that to be so just off the wall. They're
1: all. It's all vaudeville humor, but but then yeah, then um, not silent. So it's all good.
0: <laughs> Loud. Loud even. Loud vaudeville, anyway, that's my uh, March for this minute. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for that, Jeremy. We, 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 let's <laughs> I, I, bring I, it back. I saw now, how deep you're going into that one, and I'm like, How am I gonna bring this back around? And mm. honestly, we're here now where, where it's over, and I still don't know how we're gonna bring this back around, but I'm gonna give it a red hot go, everybody. Uh, welcome everybody to the minimap cast where we're talking <laughs> about video games and stuff. <laughs> and the Marx brothers. Yeah. And their fictional other brothers. Uh, no, they There are no
1: fictional brothers. They are all real brothers.
0: Oh, they're all real brothers. Yep. They're all okay. real brothers. Okay. I, I I, I, beg apologies to the Marx <laughs> estate. They're all dead. That's why I, why I was begging the apologies from their estate. Yeah. Yep. Do you think they have an estate?
1: They definitely have an estate.
0: Surely. Yes. Like like Tolkien and...
1: Um, and Embracer, apparently.
0: <laughs> and Embracer group. <laughs> uh, okay, we're going to talk about video games. Uh, you can catch us every week on any podcast platform of your choice. Or you can watch us on YouTube or on Twitch as we record the show live. Uh, if you like what you're hearing, please give the show a positive rating wherever you're listening to us. And if you want to join us as we record the show, we are live every Monday, 5.30pm Australian Eastern Standard Time at twitch.tv slash minimapau or uh, from the YouTube channel. Uh, although we've just decided that we're not doing that at the moment, aren't we, Jeremy? We're just going to focus on streaming for Twitch right now. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay, weird. so don't
0: look for the YouTube channel for the live stream, but... Go to twitch.tv slash 5 5.30pm, Monday afternoon evenings? Evenings? Yeah, evenings. 5.30pm, I don't know, that's a weird time. After, after, after an evening? I don't know. Uh, before, during, and after the show, we do hang out with Twitch chat, and it's always a good time. We'd love it if you came and joined us there. Uh, we do, as as I just said there, before, during, and after, we we hang out, we do little, little mid-show... Last week was a show and tell when we were digging up all our DS games and um, other times we're talking about different topics for what's coming up the next week or discussing the topic that's coming up. It's a good time. Uh, Be sure to keep up to date with us when we post a new episode or anything else for minimap.com.au. You can do that by following our Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Twitch accounts all under the name minimapau. Uh, That's for all of those accounts. Uh, it's a great way to know when the episodes go live and what we spoke about in each episode. For example, last week, episode 118, we we ranked our favorite DS games, uh, which was a bit strange for me because I realized I I really liked and enjoyed that console, but maybe only played like six games total, which I hadn't like, properly figured out in my head before. <laughs> uh, and next week, we're doing the much fabled deep dive into the metaverse, the metaverse of madness. As the topic has been uh, titled for a number of weeks now, Jeremy, what's that looking like for next week? Oh
1: hell, um, it's <laughs> yeah. So uh, I I had planned on on doing it this week, um, but then it got to I think Friday afternoon or something, and I got an email from one of the ones that I've been very curious about, but hadn't been able to get in because it's been closed. Uh, one of what I what I'm going to assume. Is one of the worst ones uh, <sighs> called Sandbox Metaverse or Sandbox something like that? Um, it's a it's a very NFT crypto heavy one. Mm. Um, They're all in on that on that bullshit. Um, and
0: is that the one you showed me, where it's like you could buy land? No. Say
1: that. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, that was the one with Paris and Snoop Dogg. Um <laughs> Yeah, although she she's in a lot of them. She's, she's, she's getting around the, the metaverse a fair bit. Um,
0: well, okay, great. Yeah,
1: right. Um, the Yeah, so that one is opening uh, in two days, actually, for a little bit. So I'll be able to spend a little bit of time in there. Um, and also over the weekend, I managed to genuinely get into Facebook Horizon in a way that is Facebook Horizon Worlds specifically, which is... Good, because that was one of the, like, it's the Facebook one, right? It's the one that is so, you know, they changed their company name to Meta. Um, yep. I'm able to be in there now, finally, which is good, considering it's not launched in Australia. As yeah. far as I'm aware, I'm like the only Australian in there. It's very funny. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Don't think there are any Australians in territories that have access?
1: Uh, if there are, I haven't met any. Hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Fair enough. Well, it's something to look forward to for next week. This week, we're going to be talking about what the industry would look like if Sega was still making consoles today in 2022. Uh, There's a number of hypothetical questions in there, like what the console is going to be called, what it would look like, what the industry would look like, how the different companies would relate to each other. So that's going to be coming up in the second half of the show. Uh, we also wanted to say thank you to Shook for letting us use the Moog Model D Improv as the music for the Minimap cast. You can listen to more of Shook's music at shook.bandcamp.com. Lastly, if you want to help us keep the lights and mics on, you can throw $5 our way and become one of our patrons. It helps us continue to do this. You can ask us questions to answer on the podcast, and it's as cheap as a latte with oat milk. You can do that by going to patreon.com minimapau uh now we're gonna do something we haven't done before and uh we're gonna start the show with an an embargoed segment which is something that we cannot post on the live feed so we're streaming this live uh with people who are watching us live we're gonna we're gonna jump ahead but for people who are watching this after the fact when the embargo is lifted, when this episode comes out later this week, uh, you're going to listen to future Jeremy and Kerry speak about this game that we can't talk about in the past. So, we couldn't talk about this on the live show, but we're, we're recording this after the fact. We're going to talk about Saints Row coming out this Tuesday, 23rd or the 22nd. I couldn't quite figure it out. I think it's coming out on Tuesday, um, which for us is tomorrow. Uh, but The embargo not up yet. Uh, we're going to talk about Saints Row because I've been playing it a bunch I've been lucky enough to get to play it for work make some content for it before it comes out Um, my history with the series is I never played one or two Uh, I've played four sparingly but I played three when it was current I played it with a very good friend of mine we played it co-op the whole way through we played it a lot, we really enjoyed it and then when I got to the end of three with with how much we played it kind of got to that point and I was like, and that's enough. That's, that's my history with the franchise. The point where I was like, I've played Saints Row 3. Saints Row 4 was different in strange ways. Bad. I don't, I don't feel like they, but also if they just iterated straight on what Saints Row 3 was, I don't know if I would have enjoyed it. Like, I feel like what they gave me, I experienced all of what I wanted from what they gave me from Saints Row 3. And I was like, sure. that's enough.
1: Yeah. Yes. As someone who has played 2 and 3, and a little bit of 4. 2 and 3 is where it was at, and anything else I
0: think is a bad game. But also, you don't want to go back to them, really. Like, is this kind of like, you play them yeah. and you've played them?
1: I don't feel much of a desire to go back to Saints Row 2 or 3, really. Yeah, I had a little bit of desire when that remaster came out, but... yeah,
0: Just nostalgia talking.
1: Yeah. Yep.
0: So, Saints Row, the reboot. Uh, this is coming out of the, the ashes of THQ. Uh, it's coming from Embracer Group, uh, from Volition. Deep Silver. I think Deep Silver. At least Team Volition. Um, it's it's an interesting... It's a really interesting game when you look at the history of the franchise and when you look at the fact that the people who owned THQ went bankrupt and then someone resurrected them and bought everything they used to own and then started republishing all those games. This game was made with a degree of care and a degree of, you know, creative intent. It feels like it could have if if Saints Row 4 never came out. This feels like it could have been like the next Saints Row 3 in a strange way because, you know, Saints Row Saints Row 3 got pretty wacky and intense and bombastic and then with 4 they went like superpowers, everything's a simulation, it's the same world. Um this isn't that. It's much more like I'm playing another Saints Row 3 in a lot yeah, of strangely reminiscent ways. Like, it's brand new characters, brand new setting, which helps, which is good. You know, it runs at 4K, which is good. Some of the graphics is a bit glitchy. I'm not sure how much of that is pre-release and which how much of that is going to be the way it is. But, you know, the way they show you your unlocks at the end of a mission, turns out is almost exactly the same to how they used to show you back when you unlock stuff in 3, you know? You'd, you'd complete a mission and it'd be like, mission accomplished with the mission name. And then it'd be this splash screen of like, you've unlocked uh, Fast Travel. You've unlocked Saints Now Have Cars. You've unlocked new customization options for this. This yeah, is right. big splashes. And it was like... Phew, phew, phew. And like, I'm watching it and I'm like, oh, this is the Saint. Saints Row. yeah, this is, <laughs> this is Saints Row. And so... On the one hand, it's like, okay, they're being faithful to their origins and they're going back to when the f- franchise was its best and most successful. That makes sense. And on the other hand, it's like, why did we come back to this if we're just getting another one? Yeah, right. And I I can't really answer that question. One thing I'll... a, a, a few, th- Well, obviously a few things. I'm not gonna, just going to say one thing. I was going to start that sentence with one thing I'll say. No, I'm going to say a few things. This thing I'll say is um, it doesn't make a great first impression. Uh, like, some of the story missions are fine. They've got some interesting set pieces, but they're a bit loosey-goosey. Um, I don't think the aiming mechanics are particularly strong on console, at least. I'm relying a lot on the auto-aim when you aim down sights to sort of snap to, your, snap to my target, because trying to aim myself is really sluggish. I don't like it. Um, and so that helps the start drag a bit. And then there's this whole, like, you're a... Uh, you and your housemates are just trying to make rent and you're all like living like this housemate works for this gang of like car heads and this other person goes works for this gang of like anti-capitalist anarchists like neon guys and you work for this um, PMC, this private military corporation and the first mission is your first day on the job working with this PMC and so that's kind of like I don't love this they, yeah right. You leave them be at some point. They fire you and you you form the Saints, right? But they spend a long time like trying to let you get get to know these crews through these different angles, through your housemates and through who you know and how, how you're working it. Like like three or four hours before you all decide to say fuck that and join form the Saints. I'm not all the way through the story. I think I'm only about halfway. So I haven't they haven't seen characters that they introduced at the start come back yet. But it's a lot of setup that bars you from some of the most interesting side content because that all comes when you do, when you become the saints. Yeah, right. and it's a lot. It's a lot of you know. The voice acting is fine. I think the animation is one of this game's weakest points. Like uh, facial animation isn't spectacular. It's fine. Take down animations and stuff like that. It's fine. Was Saints like,
1: Row, the game where you, at the beginning when you make your character, you could choose your voice, and in like Saints Row Three, one of the voice options was just in Holland North.
0: Was that Saints yeah, Row? Oh, that's or maybe fun- four. Maybe it was four. It might- that's a funny joke. And Troy Baker was just like male one. Yeah, voice. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that was a funny joke. It's nothing like that here. Um, the only person's voice who I recognize from the voice cast list is uh Greg Chun, who plays Kevin, one of your housemates, who is the English voice actor for uh Yagami from the Judgment Games. He's a he's a great voice actor. Um And you know, there's a rapport and there's some jokes that are fine. But, you know, there's there's a bit when your character gets fired, the the monologue, the the the, the writing for that is your character just swearing to themselves while you drive the car for like two minutes right and it's, it's just a lot of swearing and i was using the british voice act voice actor at that point and and they and they like just go all oh, bo- bollocks they're, they're only saying like british swear words they're like That's oh arse and, and well how you know prop, saying it properly but like yeah. oh, bollocks and shite and and, and, and it's so forced i'm like oh, this isn't this isn't it so the opening isn't great. When you become the Saints and you could start like storing cars that you get and upgrading them and you unlock a helipad so you can find helicopters and store those as well and you start buying into businesses around the the map and they start much more rapidly increasing your like passive cash flow so you could start buying more nice things and better vehicles and there is a good flow to the systems here. Um,
1: okay.
0: It, it did get better. Well, I had this concerning thought of like, I don't like the shooting, the driving's fine. I kind of feel like the base mechanics are all that there are at the start of the game. And to mm. be fair, it kind of is that way. But they gave me more exciting things to do with those base mechanics that I enjoyed doing more than the things they give you in the first three hours to do. Right. Once I got past those first three hours, I... It's went from like a, oh, this is maybe like a five or six to me. This went to a, like a, it's good. It's a seven. It's good. It's fine. There's something to enjoy here. Um, You know, there's, there's, it's, it's a good open world. And if you, if you enjoy the shooting well enough, then it's a, it's a good open world where you can do plenty of driving missions, uh, hijacking stuff, stealing cars, uh, delivering, you know, uh, deliveries of toxic waste to a company and uh you know shootouts to raise your income and protect the areas that you're in it's interesting it it works well if you if you don't grate on the mechanics and how they've made them Mm -hmm. um some of the 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 more interesting vehicles are really fun like the attack helicopter is so overpowered monster trucks just flatten or push everything like i I ran headfirst into a garbage truck and nearly pushed it off a bridge because this monster truck is just so strong um there's That's there fun. is a lot here. Yeah, no, it is. It is good fun. And there are moments, there have been moments where I'm playing and I'm like in a car chase, and like the police, they they hit a, a civilian car and that punches through into this other police car that I've been shooting. That police car explodes, sending this other thing flying past me, and everyone gets knocked out of the way. And I literally sit sitting here by, by myself playing. I'm like, whoa! Saying out loud, like I'm like, whoa, something crazy happened like that does happen and that's fun you know it, it's it been a while since i've had an open world kind of moment like that um you know it, it's like those rare times where you for whatever reason in gta you just see a flaming car on the street somewhere where you haven't been and yeah, it's like right. what was the ai doing here for the last 30 seconds
1: yeah yep yep, yep.
0: except it's kind of it, it more frequently happens around you um right so that that's that's fun um yeah, at at the end of the day, I I can't figure out where they go from here. I I hope that I kind of hope the game does well, but only in like a I th- I think people really did try to make this something. Mm-hmm. Like I could see the effort that went into this um, to make it faithful to what it was, to make it fresh, to to keep it interesting, but also the same, but also different. Like that's such a a hard tease. To work within, ultimately, yeah. it it leaves the game feeling very double A. It leaves the game feeling like this would have been maybe a great game in 2016 when we didn't have Breath of the Wild and Horizon yet.
1: Yeah, look,
0: j- but we I, do.
1: I, I've I've not been paying that much attention to the preview coverage, mostly because when the game was announced, I was like. All right.
0: Really? Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, sure. Fuck it. It's been probably, I guess, long enough. Like the, some, it's, it, it almost felt like someone's alarm had gone off. Yeah. That was the, like, now is enough time to make another. Um. Because, like, look, 4 wasn't good. Get out of hell was bad. And Agents of Mayhem ended that franchise. Um,
0: that wasn't Saints Row.
1: No, but it was. It's a Saints Row game. It's not. Yes, it is. It's in the it's in the Saints Row universe.
0: All right, keep keep talking.
1: Um, it, it's it's a uh, they. It, it did almost feel like a like like a like someone's timer was going. I was saying like okay, like it's now enough time to, for us to make another one. Um, and like that's fine because I can understand why you would want to do that. It's a known property. It's a Like, it's a well-enough proven property, but Santero came out at the time that GTA 4 and 5 were the games. Yeah. Not just 5. I think 3 came out prior to 5.
0: 3 definitely came out... Yeah, no, it did. It did. 3 was like 2011, 2012.
1: Yeah. Which is like... That was so long
0: ago. (laughs) It was. Like, GTA 5 is showing its age, but it's still...
1: Still one uh, like of the, the most best, played games on online, right? Like it is. It's, it's
0: also the best that GTA has ever been. Yes, um, exactly, right? Um even if so, you enjoy the other ones more, five is clearly superior.
1: And so what do you like what is Saints Row now? Because it used to be the satire funny knockoff of GTA of, that ended, ended yeah, up being quite the good. The satire of
0: the satire.
1: Yeah. Um where does that fit now? Is it is it is there nuance in this game is the is it pulling is it pulling a little like funny little dance around something or is it just a silly game
0: There's some themes at the start and I really didn't like how they used them I really it did not engender me to the characters at all but there's this stuff about how you you and your housemates are trying to make rent right And so everyone's congratulating you for your first day of work and it's like, oh man, so excited for my first day of work, I could start paying rent again in this shithole of a place where you live. And it's like, Great, yeah, this is this is some commentary on the gig economy, but also you just work for Marshall, this group of and you got hired for them because you're good at killing, as if that's like a virtue, and I'm supposed to relate to you as a millennial because you have to pay rent? Like, you're a you're a murderer bastard who I don't like very much. Uh
1: this sounds like very recent Twitter discourse. Um there was a there was a known I, I think there was a writer um who ended up they were like a leftist on Twitter online all this stuff, right? Um very progressive and then it came out that for the past eight years, they've been working at Lockheed Martin, which like I don't know what that is they literally make bombs. Oh my god! <laughs> they like literally do like war crimes,
0: right? And, and so was, maybe that was their like their offset. That was their carbon offset for their soul. I, I, and, it
1: was, and it was this whole thing about like oh like. Some people were saying like, oh, they're still like a leftist. They're still progressive and all stuff. And and they were going on about how like, oh, like it's, look, it's, I, I got this job because I know someone that works and help me, helps me pay the bills, but socially I'm still very progressive. And anybody that has got any spine or any backbone is like, you can't work here and say that you are fundamentally a good person because this is fundamentally a legitimately evil company. Yeah. Um, yep. So in a way... This kind of sounds like that, which is real.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: And part of that is big, yeah. that part of that is no fault of the game, but it's the fault of real life for being satire averse.
0: Um Yeah, no, totally being so apocalyptic.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um but like, like th- this does this game know what it is?
0: It's all of those things I was saying before, right? It's all of it's it's all of those things it's trying to pull between. It's trying to be new but it's trying to be old, so it just kind of ends up being the same, yeah, right. In a really strange way, um. Yeah.
1: Is it yep. worth playing?
0: Not for a hundred dollars. Not for full price. Half price, maybe even a little more than half price. Yeah. Okay. Let me let me put it this way. I'm enjoying this game much more than I enjoyed something like Bio Mutant last year. Right. <laughs> And I played I played hours and hours of that game. Yeah, I bet. For work. <laughs> I got the game,
1: game for three dollars. <laughs>
0: yeah. And you haven't played it. And I don't recommend that you do. Yeah. But no this to. game is more enjoyable than that. The mechanics, like you unlock some really silly like powers when you level up. Like a a a flame punch like like you're a worm from you <laughs> know, like <laughs> Worms Apocalypse, you know? Like or like, you know, the one of the ways you th- an early way for you to throw grenades is like you grapple onto someone stuff a grenade in their pants and then you throw them at their friends and that's one of the easiest way to like clear enemies out at the start and that's fun and there's like a vampire thing and the way you manage your health is interesting and but like there's there's kind of a problem some of the the talk I've heard about late game issues is that like it's really hard to earn like the big bucks in this game until you get to the end of the game and usually by the time you get to the end of the game you've only done that by putting in the work and having had to grind to buy all of the things that get you to the end game so by the time you get to the end game and you're earning so much money you've already bought all the stuff that you had to work really hard for to get there in the first place so what are you working towards?
1: and look I feel that way about almost every open world game with with progression like that yeah Um, but like, okay. I feel
0: like they could have they could have remedied that. They could have had all of the prices be super high, and to 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 do anything, you have to make a stupid amount of money fast. Right, and so you start making stupider and stupider and stupider amounts of money. You know what I mean? Like you're 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 you're, you're spending ten million dollars at once all the time. But it's it's not like that. It, so it's been more wh- of a slog.
1: What I'm understanding is a lot of the things that you're liking is the the sillier aspects of it that are a bit a bit less like a, a bit less its direct story right like it's yeah. it's 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 not not so much its face value stuff but it's like it's it's side content it's a, it's extra things to do which are fun to like the sandbox right
0: Definitely it is, is yeah. I like I'm I'm not that keen to jump back into the story when I do because it's like oh how do we Guys, how do we become better criminals? I'm like, what? What? How am I? What?
1: Is, um... (laughs) Should it be sillier or is it the right amount of silly? Because it's a hard balance.
0: It is a hard balance. And, you know, that's that's where this series sort of lost its step but also found a new audience at the same time, you know, to the point where it didn't know what it was anymore. Yes. Because two was silly... But it was still, like, San Andreas on, like, steroids. And then 3 went so far, you know, with the dildo bats and all of the scenes where your clothes get stolen and you're naked and, like, and the the, the super futuristic, like, VTOL jets and, like, hover bikes and stuff like that. This is less silly than that. I haven't found any sex toy weapons. Like, I've... The silliest weapon I've got is like a big bone melee weapon, and like that's kind of funny. Yeah, There's also good. like some some like larping stuff, and that that stuff's really cool. That sort of larping side quest and side mission stuff. Everyone talks in silly voices, and they're all wearing cardboard armor, and 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 shooting each other with like nerf guns. It plays almost identically, but it's a fun twist, yeah. and you have like different finisher animations where you like pretend to rip someone's heart out or like you pretend to punch them a bunch of times and they fall over and they're like
1: oh yeah it's that, like it, it's that scene in hawkeye
0: <laughs> yeah yeah exactly and that yeah. that's great that's fun that's fine it's been done a few times in the last few years but i don't think we're over it yet and they they do it well here yeah but like that's kind of the silliest it gets at least so far okay
1: but do you and want it I, to get sillier though? Because do you want? I don't know,
0: Jeremy. Like, I don't know. I don't know that I do, honestly. Yeah, like, I do you want sex toy weapons
1: and dubstep guns, or like, you know, do you want? Uh, I, I, scathing I found that commentary. stuff naf, Do you want I scathing commentary when on I was... the TikTok app, Ryan? Right?
0: <laughs> oh yeah. Well, they—the start of the of the game is is like is like Future Saints. Is like the very start is the cinematic where it's like. Oh, we're at Saints HQ. We're having a party, and it's in tick. It's in vertical smartphone format. That's that, I. Uh, I don't think I do want it to be sillier. Yeah. Because I found all of that stuff in three really naff and awkward and weird when I was sixteen. Like, who else was gonna like that if not someone who was sixteen? It's the um.
1: It it's it reminds me of the of the reveal trailer of Sunset Overdrive, right. It, that that was just that. That was just like obnoxious. Like, mm. it's it's that it's that full spoken trailer. Like the. So let me get this Wait, straight. So you're
0: telling me? Yeah. 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 That I'm fighting dragons.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and this happened.
0: They yeah. fly now. <laughs> <laughs> so like, on the one hand, it's if you want. Decent enough third-person shooter open-world tick box thing. Great. Then this is going to be a good time for you. I'm finding it hard to recommend based on its story. I'm finding it hard to recommend based on its combat and combat alone. The driving's kind of fun. And they have this unique... Well, not unique. They have this fun thing where each weapon and each vehicle has a side objective for you to complete that will unlock a, a unique perk for each weapon or vehicle. Mm-hmm. The vehicle ones are a bit less unique. It's sort of like there's five or six of them spread across the different weapon uh, vehicles. But it's like if you sideswipe eight vehicles, then you can go to the garage and unlock the jump ability for this car, for all cars of this type. Or if you kill 30 of this faction with this grenade launcher, then the explosions will be more bombastic, there'll be more fireworksy, they will be louder... Or, you know, the shotguns will have fire bullets or the rifle will all of a sudden become more good for shooting vehicles. Like, And so that's, that's stuff that you can work towards literally every encounter, literally every time you're doing something. And then you can swap out your weapons. And every location, every business has different side missions that open up when you invest in it, which then increases your income, which means you can buy more investments, which means you get more missions. Like, that flow is there. And it's decent enough, honestly. It's okay. It's good. The story, the start of the game, the the plot, <laughs> I guess it's the same as the story, but like the characters as well, it's all a bit strange. It's all a bit weird. It's not what I'm enjoying most about it. In fact, it almost put me off entirely. Yeah, right. Um, if anyone does get this game, please play to the point where you become the Saints at least before you do more than... 30 minutes of side content because the side content you get in that first three to four hours looks like it's a lot and looks like you can do it all from the start and it'll be worth your time but I promise you you're going to have a much better time if you enjoy ticking boxes once you become the saints and actually start working towards something right okay I'll be very interested to see what reviews say Um, I'll be interested to see what the highest reviews say I think there's going to be a few I think we're going to see a few sixes and fives I think yeah, we're gonna see the like, most number of sevens.
1: I I think I think when, um, uh, player two, the website has got a open critic um, fantasy football predictions thing that that I'm in. All oh, right, cool. Um, and I think for Saints Row, I think I I I think I had a at a at a solid seventy.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: I I think that yeah. was, and and that was like I I I put that in like two months ago. <laughs>
0: So yeah, it'll it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um the the only thing the the most profound thing I've felt playing this game is more of a personal thing of like, wow, I was playing Saints Row 3 10 years ago and now look at me playing Saints Row in basically the same game, but like for work and how how far I've come and what I've done since then and How's ever how more things changed and what this you know? <laughs> <Yeah. Yep. laughs> that was the most profound thing that happened to me, and like that's just a me thing. That's not a Saints Row thing.
1: Yeah, right. That's funny.
0: Yeah. Great. Cool. That's about the best that's that. that's it. That's Saints Row. That's what I got to say about it. Were you going to get it or are you waiting for reviews?
1: Uh I, look, I was gonna get it if it was like coming out of tens, but like right. I don't like I've got enough to play. I don't need a. I don't need to play Saints Row.
0: Yeah. For anyone who... I think anyone who is a fan of 3, maybe even 2, and you miss it, go for it. But, yeah, it's hard to know who's going to like this game and who's not. Well, it's not so hard to know who's not going to like this game. It's hard to know who's going to...
1: Hey, what have been what, what else have you been playing?
0: So Good good work, Jeremy, cutting in that thing that we cut out. Yeah. Uh so what else I've been playing? So I, I've been I've been a little stressed this week, not super stressed, but I've been busy. I've got some deadlines. I've got some very early starts coming up this coming week. And I got to I think it was Friday night or, or like Thursday night, and I was just sitting down, and like Sam was super tired. And I was super tired. We were just like both clocked out. And I just sat down and I just played Ocarina of Time. And I've been watching a lot of um, speedruns of Ocarina of Time recently. And like, this is no strange story that I like this game. It's been said a billion times before. Like, we don't need to go over all of that. But it's, it's been more of an interesting experience for me. Just how comforting playing this game has been for me. It's been quite, not, it hasn't been nostalgic. It's not about nostalgia, although it is a little bit about that, but it's, it's been soul food. It's been something I can sink into and play casually because I'm, I'm so familiar with so many of like the hidden spots and secrets and where you get the pieces of heart in that game and, or you can play the secret song in front of the scarecrow. And that means you can get an extra hooked shot target in hard to reach places like all those little secrets that no one would have found out for months on their own 20 years ago but i know where a lot of those places are but i don't know any i don't know how to do any of the like fancy shit so i just kind of like know how to do a 95% playthrough of ocarina of time without too much fuss and so that's quite fun just going through and being like oh there's a sculchula above the door here and like if i zip to that chest that'll take me to a secret area that then gets me this thing and then i can clear the whole dungeon and be done and then i get the little the little symbol being like oh you found everything in the map in this in this dungeon and i was like oh that's cool i haven't done that before and just going through and knowing how to do all the things i was i was comforted in a way i wasn't expecting and it was something i needed greatly this week and i'm i'm very much looking forward to it it's had me thinking i'm i'm looking forward to finishing it and playing more throughout the weeks and stuff like that It had me thinking a couple of other things, though. One, I was thinking about all of the things this game does, which are things that I've known in my brain as fact since before I was five years old, right? Things like how to get into the, the volcanic crater of Death Mountain in that game. It's actually a bit of a secret. It's a bit hard to get to. You can either go this upper path where you get bombarded by falling rocks the whole time. It's actually quite hard to get there if you're not sure how to. Um, Or there's like a hidden passage behind the Goron Chief, and that gets you into Death Mountain Crater. And that's the kind of thing that I've known. I just have known that for as long as I can remember, basically. And I was thinking about how fun this game would have been to explore, because there are so many things that aren't spelled out to you, and you just would have had to have gone and been in this world and gotten to know each area and each zone and spoken to everyone and paid attention in a way that you don't have to do in future Zelda games to the same extent because I think they made it a bit less obtuse. I think Ocarina of Time's is a little too obtuse at times.
1: Oh, it's, it's, um, being an early 3D game, a lot of them were, right?
0: Yes, true, it, it, but they're also like coming doing... off of
1: it's like doing puzzles in Resident Evil and Silent Hill, right? It's like, well, what the fuck is this?
0: Totally. I don't think that's necessarily a uh, a feature of it being early 3D. I don't think it's a, because it's 3D, it's obtuse. I think it's like, that's just where game design was at that time. Like when you look to Link to the past, like the, the previous Zelda game of note, before Ocarina of Time, the mainline Zelda franchise, at least, like there are so many parts of that game that aren't spelled out to you in a in a very similar way and that's how games were back then you know secrets in mega man about how you have to use the right suit to like counter attack the other suit that is attacking you like all that kind of shit was just filled with secrets mm. and you know little tidbits and so i think it's it's a it's a it's a design that went because i think it honestly was a bit abrasive and and kind of kept people away from the industry as a whole. And so I don't mind that it's not there anymore, but I am sad that now I'm at the age that I'm at and I can't experience a Zelda game like that anymore. You know what I mean? Like I can see... Breath of the Wild was designed so radically differently. You can like read the language. Exactly. So I can read the design language. Skyward Sword was quite simple in a lot of ways. Like there weren't that many head-scratching moments Throughout the entire game, and that one's a long game, and that's like the last traditional mainline Zelda. Breath of the Wild was great and had good puzzles. It didn't have that many like world secrets. I feel like, and maybe I'm misremembering. Maybe that's just stuff that I've I've locked away up there as things that I know already now, five and a half years later. But what what what, do, what are you pointing to? What do you think? Guess what? I'm gonna, I'm
1: gonna throw the book out, Carrie we're going to combine our what we've been playing okay cuz what i want to talk about is is almost the exact same thing
0: well as this the Sega thing or you and me with 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 what so we're combining our what we've been yeah.
1: playing yeah uh-huh uh-huh
0: it's because it's not what we've each been playing individually it's what we've been playing together yes. separately
1: yeah the 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 the, <laughs> the 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 separate collective of of what we've been playing um right because I have been playing Sekiro Uh and I have been doing the exact same thing as you in talking about reading the language and I'm now going through Sekiro maybe properly, finally.
0: Right. Except you've seen all the bosses before.
1: Except now I've beaten Dark Souls 1 Bloodborne a few times. Demon Souls, Demon Souls, done a ton of Elden Ring. Um,
0: a ton and of Dark Souls 2.
1: Done a ton of Dark Souls 2 and previously have played a bunch of Dark Souls 3. Um, and watched many, many videos on, on each of those games. Um, yes. And now I'm finally going back to the one that started it all for me, really, Sekiro, and having a very easy time um, right, but not a not a like this is not challenging time, but a like oh, I understand the way the progression works in these games. I understand to read item descriptions, and but I I'm also gaining things from it. I'm I'm genuinely enjoying reading the item descriptions. I'm understanding the logic of the world. I'm understanding the the way that. The games tease puzzles and also tease item usage, especially in Sekiro, because mm. it's really important in Sekiro at times. And tools that will then lead into working against bosses, all of that stuff, right? I. The, the Elden Ring. Kind of functions differently in a way that, like, it's similar to what you were thinking. Between that, you, you can read the language of the old Zelda games, but Breath of the Wild is such a departure from them all that they don't always really work. And Elden mm. Ring, in a way, functions like that with its world design and its progression and its and its um, uh, level Openness. design. Yeah, it's just yeah. it's just the idea of it being as open as it is. The language is is different in that one but playing through Sekiro it's 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 reading it's reading a book in a language i'm now fluent in
0: right interesting
1: similar to say there were have you played Majoras mask i
0: i i touched it once when i was very young didn't vibe with it i came back to it when i was a bit older got halfway through it right i've seen a couple of speed runs but no i've never played through properly Majora's Mask.
1: Right. Well, like, are there are there Zelda games that you would know the language to that you haven't played that you might really enjoy?
0: So that's 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 part of what I was thinking as well. Later, later in the week, the more I played this, was like, oh, you know, I'd love to play a game, another game from this era that I haven't. I haven't played Majora's Mask, and it's been a while since I've seen that much content from it. I I remember a lot of the first zone where you have the Deku Mask. Um, the Deku Scrub mask, and you're you're doing that area. Sure. Um, but there's a there's like a a dungeon where you need all of the masks, and I never did the water dungeon in that in that zone. I never got to that. Um, I, I I saw so little of what what that game had to offer, and so I am interested to go to it. It is, it, you know the the time restriction and all of the different time of day stuff that it becomes this interesting like almost uh, death loop. Uh like Outer Wilds scenario yeah, in yeah. a way but in that very obtuse at that point early 2000s you know oh you have to have done this certain quest by talking to this person at this time yes. and then the next portion of that quest is being talking to this person at this place at this time and like maybe you don't know to do that for like days and unless you've seen a guide or you've seen a playthrough before like it's that kind of stuff um yeah, Majora's Mask has always been off-putting to me, but I think I'm, I'm in a place where when I finish Ocarina of Time, I am excited to go straight onto Majora's Mask. Try to experience it a bit more organically. Like, I know there's a few sword upgrades, but I don't know how to do them the real way. I don't know what the thing is. And, like, the way... Something I've, I've noticed in this one is I've got all, so much of the, the gear, right? Like, I don't just have the Master Sword, I've got the big two-handed Big Goron sword, which mm-hmm. is basically double damage. Except you can't have your shield out at the same time. So but I'm like I'm like three hitting stuff and like I know to do the right attacks at certain times and that, you know, like one kill one hits the zombies and it's just stuff it's just stuff like that. What, what what have you been experiencing? Along the exact
1: same thing because I'm playing Sekiro organically. I, I've seen speedruns of Sekiro. I know yep. a lot of the bosses. I know a lot of the moments. I've seen my old housemate play through a bunch of the game, if not all of it. But I cannot tell you how amazing it was two days ago to gain the ability which allows me to deflect lightning and be mm. able to fucking nail it. Right. And then... Like I, I, I'm, I'm now past wherever I was when, like, when I got as far as I did the very like late the, in 2019. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm now, I'm now much further than that, and I, and I've beaten bosses that I couldn't beat last time. Um, this time with a lot more ease. Um. Uh, but the the I am also going through. I understand a lot of the game. I know how to do certain things, but like. I don't know where the upgrades are, I don't know where to get all of the um, the arm attachments are, I don't know where to get a lot of the upgrades for those arm attachments are, and I'm looking at them and going, well, maybe I should get this one, or maybe I shouldn't get this one, um, I'm doing a lot more of the actual like um, special moves, I'm going through the upgrade tree better, I'm upgrading my weapon, I'm upgrading my health... Um, I am going through like I've got the I've got the Mortal Blade. That's like a massive thing in that game, and i finally got that. Um and it's all been I, I used the guide once only because I, like I didn't quite know where an NPC had moved to. Um but I'm yeah. not I'm not uh using a guide to get through this game. Um even though I know a lot of it, but I'm still discovering it organically because I'm going through worlds and I have an idea that there's going to be like, for example, I, I'm currently up to uh the Great Ape. Um, and I don't, do you know right, do yes. you, do you know about this this boss, Kerry? I you, do
0: know about the Great Ape.
1: You know the thing yes. that happens.
0: I do. Yeah, cool. So unfortunately, the, <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah, like I I I knew as well going into it because I'd seen speedruns. Um, spoilers for like middle of the game Sekiro. Um, the Great Ape is yeah. a really cool boss where you fight a gigantic ape and then you chop his head off and it does the whole UI shinobi execution all of that thing and then the body of the great ape comes alive again and he but like
0: 45 seconds later when you when you're like healing or like looking at the gear you just you got or well like you don't
1: get anything which is which is the it's the it's the little tease it's like oh i've got the thing but usually i get like a healing gourd or a um one of the the upgrade weapon pearl things um but you didn't get anything, and there's like a little moment where it's like, Well, that was weird, and then where do I go And the the fog wall hasn't disappeared and then yeah. and then the body comes back alive and it's got twice as much health as it used to, holding its head in its hand and holding the sword that you used to chop its head off, yeah as a weapon um it's fucking awesome it's so cool um, i I knew that when I played that fight, but to still fairly organically be like okay now what the fuck do i do um because i don't i haven't beaten it i don't know actually how to beat this boss yet because for the most part great ape uses seven out of my eight healing gourds to 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 kill him and then i've got twice as much health on a much harder boss yeah. um so yeah i i know what you mean in terms of like if you went through majora's There's a, like, level of, like, well, I understand what happens next, but I don't actually know how to get there.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah, which is exciting.
1: It's really fun. It's really fucking fun.
0: Yeah. And, like, it's strange because, like, I don't feel like I can get some of these moments with other modern games. You're equating this to Sekiro, um, which is one of the most unique FromSoft games ever. Yeah. Uh... Is is interesting because you know I think I'm thinking about it and when you're looking at the Legend of Zelda franchise, it's a uh, a series of games that have become quite uh, they've become much more easy to play I guess they're they're much easier to formulaic perhaps yeah a little formulaic a formula that uh, was kind of set and linked to the past and really cemented in ocarina of time and then they iterated and iterated and iterated but they also made it more and more beginner friendly and that's not a problem that's not a bad thing and it made and it meant that i enjoyed and finished and played more of those later games first in a way yeah you know like i could i could progress through those without too much difficulty and experience that as a as a 10 year old or a 12 year old.
1: Yeah, the pathway from Phantom Hourglass. Yeah, the pathway from Phantom Hourglass to uh, Link to the Past, um, I think, was actually really quite strong.
0: <laughs> right, yes. Um, yes. Th- they work well. Sorry. I'm just going to let my cat out one sec.
1: Carrie's got a lettuce cat. Carrie's wearing pajama pants. Carrie's wearing stripy pajama pants.
0: Huh? Nothing you talk about what are you talk about you talk about my clothes what are you talk about i
1: was, I was talking about your stripy pajama pants
0: no <laughs> <laughs> I realized yeah, yeah. when I sat back down that i was i was I was outing myself
1: I don't know if it was on stream, but I could see it because you you're you're, you're oh, cutting you me it. out anyway sure did buddy
0: oh. yes <laughs> I, I, that yes, I, I sang I'm about stripy it. stripy pajama pants uh, what was I saying with the
1: They became a a, lot more formulaic,
0: and I got to enjoy those those newer games because of how more accessible they made them. But I just I could really see what people who could have appreciated that game more because they were older and more mature when Ocarina of Time came out, and they didn't see the solutions because their cousins had already figured it out. Like I could see what that would have done, and I wish I could experience that again. Yeah,
1: it's it's hard to especially you know what we do and what we consume. Sure. It it it's it's very hard to find a classic and feel like you're experiencing it for, for the first time. Like I could still and I, I'm very happy about this, because it's been somewhat intentional, I still know very little about nearly every Metal Gear game. Yep. Um, And I've kept it that way because I know one day I do want to sit down and just play through fucking all of them.
0: Honestly, you said that. You said, oh, it's hard to play a classic game and feel like you're playing a classic. And my first thought immediately went to the first time I played Metal Gear Solid. Well, the only time I've played Metal Gear Solid.
1: I I felt the same way when I played Metal Gear 3 for the first time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like, I was playing a nearly 20 year old ps1 game on my ps3 in 2015 Mm, mm -hmm. and legitimately going like thinking about it the next day and like when i went to bed and like wanting to play as much as i could the next day and the next day and the next day until i beat it and you know that's that's rare for me these days and and that was really special i Um, i have
1: one for you kerry
0: if you feel like you haven't got one sure
1: uh, Resident Evil One and Two remake.
0: One and Two remake. Interesting. One remake as well.
1: The the one remake is great. The one remake is okay. it, it. It is just Resident Evil One, but with um much nicer graphics. Um, it, it yeah, plays no, it plays definitely. like RE One. Um, but like it's Resident Evil One and Resident Evil Two remake. Um, those would be you experiencing those old classics, and I I'm pretty sure you don't know a whole lot about them.
0: That's true. I mean, I know more and more than I did before. I've had to do a few like plot recap videos. For yeah, homework. but
1: it's not about the plot. It's about the puzzles and it's about the intensity. Is is what I mean. What
0: I what I know about Resident Evil is that ammo is scarce and that you have to find the diamond thing and put that in the diamond hole. Yeah, like yeah. That's, that's what I know. It's ammo yeah. and it's shapes. It's, it's yeah.
1: It's <laughs> it's play school.
0: Yeah, um, plus zombies. So yeah, like that. That's an interesting idea. Um, I've been I've been leaning closer slowly to the Resident Evil series. I um, think
1: you would genuinely love them because they're really they are they're not straight horror. Um
0: yeah, they're quite campy, aren't they?
1: They are campy, but they're really they're really fun. They're mm. really really fun. Mm.
0: Really, really. Yeah. It's just interesting, right? Because like Oh, Sam, Sam's down to play them in chat. Yeah. We 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 can give that a go. It when I think back to one of the franchises that are large and storied and began when I was a bit more mature, I think of Assassin's Creed, right? That I really loved and enjoyed. Yeah. Uh it doesn't do the same thing though. Like that was quite a linear, progressive. Gameplay was good enough, it got me through it and you know, two or three or four times I really enjoy it. But yeah. Like it's not the same. It's not the same no. thing. Yeah. I, Why I can't th- I just play these generation-defining games for the first time now that I'm old enough to appreciate them, Jeremy? Why is, is that so hard?
1: I mean, you still can. There are still plenty of them that, that you would still have a really good time in.
0: Yeah, it's just none of them are Arena of Time.
1: No, it's like looking for The Outer Wilds.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. I wish my brain would forget Outer Wilds less yeah, and more. Yeah. Like in a way. Like I discount it in my head a lot of the times when I when it comes to discussions like this. That was a really special experience to play through for the first time, but then I discount it. I like it kind of just sits is it, in a separate is it space it's in my too brain. New? It's new, but it's also very different. It's a really different experience to any other game experience I've had. Um, but then I really want to forget the parts that I remember, so I can continue on with like having a fresh experience of it. That's one I I really want to forget.
1: Yeah. Yep.
0: Well, that was fun, Jeremy. I didn't think we'd do have a little little synergy there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That was that was um that
0: was fun to discover. That was unplanned, uh, but pleasant. So yeah, I'm very much looking forward to playing through Mature's Mask, having not previously. Finished the game, or played it that much, or watched that much of it. I have seen some of it. And the other thought it had me doing—I'll I'll end on this. The mm. other thought it had me thinking is, I should play a Link Between Worlds on 3DS. You should. That game is really because I really haven't really great. played it. I haven't watched it. I know that it's a sequel-ish to uh, Link to the Past, yep. which I have played five years ago now. And but that's it. And so I know it's—I know it's really good. I know it it shakes things up in terms of your item management and stuff like that. I know you go 2D on the wall and 3D when you pop off it. And, like, that's it. And, like, if I want a new Zelda game, I should go play that game, which is a sequel to the 2D game, which is sort of using that obtuse design work that informed Ocarina of Time, but made in 2013. I should play that game.
1: It's also, like it it also just might be like the best game on the 3ds <laughs> like
0: whoa wowzer
1: like i don't i i don't know a game that i think is better than it
0: interesting what about dragon quest 8 the I, ps2 port to 3ds yeah yeah yeah. It's yeah. a bunch of new features like uh animals like monsters on the overworld <laughs> i've never played a <laughs> dragon quest
1: um played the builders game once that was good um I uh, link between worlds is just phenomenal.
0: Mm. Have you got it? No, I borrowed it. Ah, damn! I'll have to. I'll have to see if I can source that somewhere. We are going to go on a break now, and once we come back, we're going to talk about what if Sega was still making consoles today. Uh, we're probably going to talk about it a little bit in the break. Uh, stick with us, everybody. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Minimap Cast. We've been discussing
1: hair sacks.
0: Hair sacks. <laughs> Going to the gym. It's been a strange break time, yeah. but a fun one. We've also been discussing, well, quite, Jeremy and I have rather been pontificating to ourselves for ourselves. The answers to the upcoming hypothetical questions, which are all starting from the, 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 the thesis of what if Sega was still making consoles? That is our contention. Today, we shall find out. Oh, very good. Very good. Not from a McDonald's toy this time, just from your computer. But I, I don't care. That's it's, it's always nice to hear that. Did that come through well? Yeah, it did. It did. Okay, good, good. Jeremy, did you ever play any of the old Sega consoles?
1: Um.
0: I have think you I... ever touched one?
1: <laughs> yes. Um. I don't know, actually.
0: <laughs> so, I, don't know if, I don't know if I ever have played a
1: Sega console now that I think about it.
0: I have very limited experience with Sega consoles. I've, I've played um, a
1: Mega Drive. I've okay. definitely. I've definitely. Or a, a Gen. Maybe
0: one of them was called the same thing in different Okay, states, in, in that
1: case, the the Genesis Mega Drive, one, one, whatever one and whatever one I've played, I've played one of those too.
0: Okay, I uh, my only experience with the Sega console, I couldn't tell you which one it is, but I remember watching my cousins play Sonic. Yeah, um, and they would. That was one of the main culprits of them handing me a controller that wasn't plugged in for me to have fun with. Was their Sega console while they were playing Sonic.
1: It's probably a Dreamcast, right?
0: I couldn't tell you, man. I honestly, I can't keep anything that Sega did straight in my head. Right. It's it's just, I don't even remember what most of the consoles look like. Only right. the ones that I've seen, like, classic releases for, that I've seen, like, modern advertising for. Can I remember what it looks like? And even then, I can't remember what it's called. Like, they're so nebulous in my brain. Like, by the time we were coming around, they were out they were they, they had released their final console and it was dying on the vine like their final console sold less than the Wii U didn't it
1: what the um the dreamcast I, i'm I i'm so. I'm I'm not sure let's find out the 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 dream the the dreamcast i think it was it was cd based so i think it was at least there was something there but i think the yeah the Wii U sold really poorly
0: it was like 11 million units for the Wii U or something, wasn't it? Does that Some, sound right? Something
1: small like that, yeah.
0: Units sold of the Dreamcast sitting at 9.13 million. So yeah, right. I, I think that was less than the Wii U. Not by much, but...
1: Not by yeah, much, and so. I think you also got to factor in that the, the Dreamcast was, what, 20 years earlier, right? 15 years earlier. So, like... True. Like, the, I, think, I think the Wii U selling... As worse as it did, is, well, the, is uh, the, across the scale of the two. I think that's a bigger loss, right? Um, but but yeah. they were
0: coming off of such a victory with the Wii and DS generations, e-
1: exactly. And I think that maybe makes it could- even worse. <laughs>
0: Well, yeah, but they like, meant they could weather the storm.
1: Oh, sure. I mean, as in, like, you know, obviously Nintendo were fine, but I mean, what I mean is in like the fact that they came out of the DS and the Wii to release the Wii U as poorly as it did. I think that that's yeah. a, a bigger L overall.
0: Yes, yes, um, I think that's fair. Uh, so yeah, the uh, the Wikipedia page here says it was in development. Like, the lifespan was nineteen ninety eight to two thousand and one. Um, so I think it's safe to say from that definition that Sega has been out of the console game for 21 years now. Oh yeah. Uh, Sega games that I've played, few Sonic games that were on other consoles like, uh, Sonic Adventure Battle 2 or Sonic Adventure 2 Battle, whatever it was called. Um, a a Dreamcast game ported to GameCube. Um, I really like playing that game. Uh, Chao Garden. Great time. Uh, also, Sonic and the Legend of the Ten Rings, or whatever it was called. That one was <laughs> that was a really weird Wii Motion game that was not that good. Yeah, right. Uh, I liked the idea of Sonic Heroes, but never played it. Uh, and then I haven't really played that much. And I also don't like Sonic two D games that much. I think they're confusing and and a problem. Like I, what, what are you you're looking at? Something there? What's oh, just
1: joke? I feel like the Wikipedia page for Sega is really small, or I'm on the wrong one. <laughs> oh no, I was on Jeremy- simple a simple version of the Wikipedia page, which apparently exists. Oh, sorry, yeah. Um, sorry. Continue. So,
0: I was Jeremy. There was a uh, there's been a re-release of classic Sega of classic Sonic games that came out recently. Yes. Um, and it's been it's had a mixed reception. There's been some very strange porting bugs that have been introduced with this version. Yeah. It's 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 an incomplete edition. Yeah, the that,
1: the music is all different. Um, and worse. For
0: one of them. Yeah, but also, like, there are bugs that, been, that have been introduced that were never in any of the old games. Well, and... so,
1: so do you remember the story about how it's it's running on the new Sonic games? The menu is running in the new Sonic games engine.
0: Like the Mania engine?
1: No, no, no. The new game that's coming out.
0: Oh, that's right. In Frontiers' engine. That's yeah, right. I forgot that. Which,
1: which has led to a bunch of Frontiers files been accidentally included in the new... Sonic collection, and a bunch of information about the game got leaked because of it.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Why the hell they would put a menu so, in a 3D engine like that is beyond me. But uh, So yeah. messy. Yeah.
0: And, like, you see that all the time. Like, S- Spider-Man coming to PC a week or two ago, there was people data mined that there was once... Um, they found some files that referenced a potential multiplayer mode for the game. You know, like, yeah. who knows if that was prior testing or, like, testing for the game that they're currently developing because that's the one that's got Miles and Spider-Man at the same time. Like, maybe that's something we can look forward to. And Miles and Spider-Man? <laughs> Miles and Peter Parker, yeah, good point. Um, oh, sorry. This, I th-
1: sorry, I think I zoned out for a second. I thought you were talking about Miles, Prowler, and... Spider Man oh, no, in no, the Sonic no. game. Miles
0: Morales. Miles Morales. <laughs> uh, I thought funny. you were
1: talking about multiplayer and Sonic games, Spider Man's in it. <laughs> <laughs> and you play with <laughs> Tails.
0: <laughs> Tails versus Spider Man. <laughs> I was like, why are you
1: calling Tails You're
0: by his first name? His first name? Yeah. Miles no, no, no.
1: Tails Prowler. <laughs>
0: versus miles morales uh, but yeah something that happened when that collection came out is it, it came with a pc version and people could play these old sonic games with an ultra wide screen yeah and so they could see much more of a stage at once than you've ever really been able to see in a sonic game before mm-hmm. and that if i could play a sonic game like that i think i would really enjoy it my biggest problem with sonic is that you you can't ever see what the fuck you're doing you can't ever see where you're going you never know where the track's gonna go you're just running as fast as you can and then half the time they just throw a brick wall at you and you're like oh I guess I went the wrong way I'm bad at this I guess
1: well see I thought that but did you play Mania? I did not you should play Mania it's a really really good game (sighs) and and I'm also not a big old school Sonic fan but it it brought me all the way over.
0: Okay. Alright. I've, I've probably got it for free from Humble at some point. You've definitely like got that. it for
1: free for Humble. Um all it's, right. it's, all it's, right. it's a genuinely really excellent game.
0: See, when you say that, because Ollie has said that, and you and Ollie have said that to each other. Olly's got a history with the Sonic games, with the originals, and yeah, I assumed I, you did too, but okay. No, I've
1: like I I've barely played a Sonic game, really. I've played okay more more than any old school sonic i have at least played sonic unleashed that game wasn't very good
0: no <laughs> by all accounts no yeah uh so jeremy if sega was still making consoles today what does the company's image look like yeah. when you pitch this to me you're saying this you're comparing it to the other major console platforms by saying that what, what what were your your likenesses for each of them?
1: So so I I, I broke them all down into a, an easy sentence for each,
0: one sentence each,
1: one sentence for each. So it's
0: like an elevator pitch.
1: S- Sony, we are prestige. They really like their games being high art. They really like their games, you know, with the simple UI, and they've got the, you know, the. Like a the Sony, yeah, like a Sony first party game almost means something until they started to release games like Days Gone, um, where it was like you know you could really you, could, you knew you were getting quality, right? Yep. Xbox, uh, I wrote, we are platform, um, which is mm-hmm. <laughs> which is funny, but what I mean by that is that they've got the they've got the Xbox consoles obviously, but they've got the Xbox app on the PC. They got Game Pass. They got Game Pass Ultimate. They got X Cloud streaming or Xbox Cloud, whatever it's called. You know, they're bringing Xbox to the TV, right? You know, it's yeah. it's all you can you can play it anywhere. You, we don't care what you buy, but get in the ecosystem, basically.
0: Yeah. Get in Loser. Yeah. We're going shopping. Yeah. Uh,
1: Nintendo We Are Disney is what I wrote here. Um, which is okay. that they I, they, I you know what I mean by that, right? Like they No,
0: I don't actually. I need I need oh. this one to be massaged a little bit. So
1: so they treat their IP with a very high level of care, but also with great like like too much care, right? Like no fan games. We will sue you to death if you do, if you mention our name, right? Um yep. you know, seasoned assist is is there's their second favorite property behind Mario. Um but they also, you know, it's the like everyone can enjoy a Nintendo game. Anybody of all ages will enjoy the new Mario game. You will buy the new Mario game. <laughs> and also they are more than happy to con you out of as much money as they possibly can based on nostalgia. Or Disney it? It's what Disney, right. do, is what Disney Pokemon, do all is. Pokemon
0: Pokemon games case in point. Yeah. Right. Um, it's the it's Okay, fair enough.
1: Yeah. The the, the media conglomerate, the happy conglomerate. Right. Um I think box. As well. So so then so where does where does Sega fit in that? Um my immediate answer, and I think I want to leave it at this. I don't I don't I didn't I didn't write any other answers for this one, but it's something that gaming's been missing for about fifteen years now, ten to fifteen years. I've missed chewed. <laughs> Sega is the attitude company. Okay. You know they always were. Sonic was always an edgier, attitude-based version of, of Mario. Uh-huh. You know he was cool. He liked chili dogs and running fast and having wearing sneakers, right? And then yep. and then Sony came along and they became the chewed company, right? With Crash Bandicoot, right? He was big and loud and and obnoxious. And then Xbox became the chewed company they were all about you know it I, was all i don't
0: think ch- that was chewed that was like mature that was like that was like adult games that was like blood and guts it wasn't yeah about like,
1: well like chewed had kind of disappeared a little bit by then but they were like more into like yeah, it you wasn't
0: know, like, the 90s anymore yeah,
1: exactly but 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 yeah like sonic would listen to scar right you know like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um sega bring back the chewed in games Buddy in chat is talking about wrestling, and I don't know anything about wrestling, man. Yeah,
0: WCW, I, I saw WWE. I saw AEW. that, and I was like, "What is that again? What, I, wrestling? Something? Wrestling?" I,
1: I, know. <laughs> I, I know a little bit enough that I think WCW was the chewed wrestling company in the eighties and nineties, but I don't know oh, anything.
0: People, people talk about the Attitude Era yeah. in wrestling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The I Attitude remember, Era of
1: gaming was defined by one Sonic the Hedgehog.
0: Well, speaking of Sonic and how I was introduced to Sonic through my cousins, and they were the only people I know who had a Sega console, they were also very into wrestling. Right. You know, teenagers actually living in the nineties. Yeah. Perfect perfect uh audience for attitude. So maybe that's why they were all in on Well, they weren't all in. They yeah. They stopped playing Sega consoles and the the company went under. They couldn't keep it afloat. <laughs> but
1: <laughs> what a How do you see the modern Sega console image, Kerry?
0: It's it's tricky because I can't help but look at what Sega is today. And obviously it's a...
1: The rights holders to the Sonic movie franchise.
0: Well, yeah, that and like the Yakuza and Atlas holders. Yeah. But something that I've noticed when playing Judgment uh, these last couple of years is they're very big on still showing everyone how much of a presence they have in the arcade space.
1: Yeah, they do. They do. They you do love the I arcades, mean? yeah.
0: Like, they can't help but remind you that arcades still exist and they're the ones putting machines in them.
1: It's it's them and it's um, Konami.
0: Yeah. with And, with, with and with
1: Capcom Kiko. a little bit.
0: Yep. Yeah you have a couple of fighting games. Yeah. Yeah. So, part of part of me is like they're the they're the arcade system, you know, like what you can get on a Sega console is like true to form like latency-less gamepads and like uh one-to-one arcade to console experience for professional fighting ex- for, uh things like that. The problem with that is arcades are dying. And if if Sega was focusing oh, on on arcades I, in 2022, I think they're I don't doing think fine in Japan. Still be making consoles.
1: I think they're doing fine in Japan. Um, sure, but yeah, that, no, you're right. You're right.
0: Yeah, that, that that if that that isn't enough to to keep a console going. So like that that's my initial thought. It's hard for me to look past. But if 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 the if they if they, if they had consoles out in the system, I think they would have. I think they would be courting all of the third-party fighting games. You know, they would they would try to capture uh, Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat and and have those be console exclusive, and have this their Sega system be the place to play fighting games. Right. Um, and I guess Virtua Fighter could be there too, but um. In terms of their console experience, their game experience. uh, They've either got to go all in on on Sonic and somehow make him good again or or never have been bad.
1: Right. So you want him to be like, do you want him to be friendly or do you find good or bad?
0: I mean, I want them to have not made bad Sonic games. I want them to have figured out how to make a good 3D Sonic game, which <laughs> apparently his, is impossible. Yeah,
1: it's in his blood. You can't do that.
0: <laughs> right. But also in Sega's blood is cancelling their consoles. So like we gotta we gotta we gotta rewrite the DNA a little bit here. I think I want I want good Sonic games on a platform that is serious about competitive fighting opportunities and whatever ancillary things go alongside that. Right. While also offering, I think, a competition to Nintendo's uh, slice of the pie. PlayStation and Xbox go head to head well enough, or, or like frequently enough. And they've, they've at this point, Nintendo's kind of said, "All right, we're going to let you do that over there, and we'll, we'll, we'll play in when we can or if we want to, but we don't have to." Yeah, it's and a we're different, gonna play by different thing altogether.
1: Rules. Yeah, yeah, yep.
0: And I think Sega's place is trying to eat into that market. Right. With some exciting different consoles along the way, with more easily accessible, family friendly games. Um, but then they can also offer their their more mature franchises, their yakuzas, the judgment, um, their personas and stuff like that. You know, they've they've got the unlike I don't really think Nintendo has property that would rate anything above an M, but no. Sega does. Yeah. Yeah, the closest thing- Sega has thing, a bit more of that breadth. The
1: the the most mature thing that um, Nintendo do is like Metroid. Yeah. And-
0: Zelda to an extent. Yeah, but not
1: even, right? Like Zelda, yeah. I, I wouldn't even rate as M. It's more PG. Um,
0: well, Breath of the Wild is M. But yes, you're right.
1: Yeah. I, think, yeah. I think they own that Day of Crisis game. I think that's owned by Nintendo and that was MA.
0: the hell is Day of Crisis? Oh, it's
1: i it's it's, well, I'll show you after. <laughs> I'll show you in the, after the show.
0: Is it in the same vein as like Mag or...
1: It's like, more in the same vein as like... I imagine like a really fucking weird... It, it's, it's almost actually closer to the fucking sweary games.
0: Oh, right. Yeah. Sort of like Mad World?
1: Sort of like Deadly Premonition,
0: right? Okay,
1: I'll show you. So
0: yeah, their image I think is a is a Nintendo competitor, a family friendly yet mature options uh, brand.
1: Yeah, like not a
0: particularly pithy title, but
1: for me, it's the it's that they need to hit that that ever so ever so interesting twelve to sixteen year old market. Yeah. Nothing, nothing, nothing in between. You want to grow yeah. up to become a Sega kid, but then you're probably going to grow out of it.
0: <laughs> that means they need Call of Duty, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, I guess. <laughs> um,
0: I would like it if, if the kids kid-friendly console was up to snuff and did have the the specs that could back it up and were more on par with PlayStation and Sony. Maybe that would be a way that they could differentiate themselves. Right, okay. And that way they could have more of that third-party stuff. They could say, hey, this is great for kids and great for the other stuff. They could say, this is literally for everyone. Mm. Not just for, you know, an, an adult could enjoy this Pixar movie kind of gameplay experience, but like, yeah, hey, yeah you could play are like a dragon here. Or, you weebs, you can play Persona 6. But also, here's Sonic, but he's good. (laughs) But the games are fun.
1: What a salesman you are. I
0: don't understand how Sega could have made the most... Their most enjoyable 3D Sonic game was like the first one or two they made in Sonic Adventure 2. And, like, it's just been iterating, but not even iterating on that. Like, like they've sort of been just riffing on the same ideas since then. And then when they can't figure out how to make it any different or better, they're like, ah, oh, he's a werewolf now. Or, like, ah, uh, Wii motion controls. Yeah. Or, uh, Olympics. Like, you guys have no fucking clue what to do with him. Oh, God. I had a great time with Sonic Adventure 2 twenty years ago on the GameCube when they'd already given up on the Dreamcast. Blaspheme. <laughs> what, what am I who am I blaspheming against? Yeah, I, don't, I, don't console? I don't know. I uh, know. let's let's move on. I'm getting angry about present Sony. Let's let's go back to future Sony. S-
1: Sega, Sega. What, um S-
0: Sega. God. Uh, what, what does the Sega console look like, Jeremy?
1: So so I'm I'm gonna run through some of these all at once. I'm gonna do my okay. joke one first, and then I'll throw it to you, and then I'll do my real one. I think. I think. Oh,
0: you. So you've got different names that look like different things. Yeah. 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 That's cool.
1: So, what does it look like? You know, in a Sonic game, when you run <laughs> really fast and he turns into the blue ball.
0: Yeah. Looks like that. <laughs> it looks like a blue ball with speed lines.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah. But it's got a, it's got an HDMI <laughs> HDMI port out the back
0: out the back that's where all the needles are the needles are out the back and it covers up the, the no but there's no the needles when
1: he runs really fast he's a ball there's no needles it's just, it's just the ball
0: yeah but what uh, if but you you, you turn it, it on and there's, time.
1: you turn it on and there's lights inside that make it look like it's spinning it's, it's got the like the translucent um, crystal plastic <laughs> what's the gimmick Modern. Harry? <laughs> nice. what's the gimmick I hear you ask?
0: Is it a pull tag on the back that makes it go?
1: No, 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 no. PlayStation out here talking about they got the best PlayStation ever. Xbox talking about they got the most powerful console ever with the Xbox again. One X and then the Digi again with the Series X. Nintendo out here with motion controls. The competitor to the most powerful console ever is Sega's new console, the fastest console ever. <laughs> <laughs> it does, it's not as strong,
0: but it's faster, boy, is it fast
1: and boy is this console fast you talking so
0: we're talking we talk storage we're talking no no, no no no
1: we're talking we're talking the blu ray games pl- we're talking the blu ray players gotta got, a, got a, if you wanna watch it at times two speed you can no hitching <laughs> uh we we the, the things all load faster, yeah, but a worse version of them will load faster because it can't be the most powerful it's got a, it's just gotta load faster. <laughs> Um, you get into matches faster.
0: Uh, oh yeah, okay. Games release How's their faster.
1: Oh, so fast, so um, fast. so fast. Uh, it's the Sonic State Drive. That's really good, buddy. <laughs> That's really good.
0: The SSD. <laughs> the Sonic State Drive.
1: That's a really good name. I don't know if it's. I, you might have made my name sound worse. My name's funnier. That's really good. That's smarter. That's a much that's a much better SD. name. The SSD. What I've decided to call this game is the game. What I've decided to call this console is the Hog.
0: <laughs> the Hog. The Sega Hog. <laughs> the Sega Hog. <laughs> oh my it god! Goes, so it this goes is a hog. modern console. This is competing with the Switch and the this is this this console is parallel to the Switch. You can buy PS5. this console.
1: You will buy this series. console.
0: This is the 2022 Sega console, The Hog. Yes. It's got see-through blue plastic and a blue LED ring that goes around. And it's and, a ball because it looks like Sonic.
1: And because it's 2022, every console that comes out nowadays has got some really annoying design flaw. Right? Okay. For the, for the Switch, it's the Joy-Cons fucking suck. But for, for the PlayStation 5, it's got these ugly as sin fins pointing at the top, which makes it not fit in a Calyx bookshelf. For the Xbox, it looks like a bin. What's <laughs> the annoying thing about the hog, I hear you ask?
0: I, I think I figured it out. Can I guess? Yeah. It's literally a ball, so it rolls around. <laughs> yeah, it does my feet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta, you got to get two books and put it... In. They sell a rubber ring for like thirty dollars separately. That just a, f- that just a, you put the ball on top of.
1: It's a Sonic ring, though. Like it, it looks like the like the metal. it's
0: gold. <laughs> yeah, it's gold. <laughs> was that what? Was that what it? Was that I guess correctly. Yeah, yeah. It's got no feet. Yes, <laughs> I thought so. It's they uh, want it, they want it to be authentic. How can the console be fast if it won't roll away fast?
1: It's, it's so true. It's so true.
0: True words never been said.
1: Uh, that's my joke that's answer. Inter-
0: <laughs> that's good. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna come in with what it looks like. I haven't thought too much about what the console looks like in relation to the names. I just tried to come up with names and then what I think a Sega console would look like. Sure. I feel like I my my first thought is what a Sega con the next Sega console would have looked like like a like a Dreamcast two. Yeah. Is what my first thought is. It's like oh Sega's old, so what it looks like is old, and I think like white or gray plastic with like. It's kind of square, rounded edges, but then it like bevels in a little bit on the sort of like kind of like kind of PS one style, you know. Yeah. That's my first thought, but I don't think that's accurate to what it would look like today. You know, we have to we have to leapfrog across the four generations that we're skipping to the twenty twenty two Sega console today. What yes. does that look like? Yes. And I think you're right. We've, we're in we're in quite a we're in an era where we we we've moved past the black box. Yes. Like we ha- we had. We had the cream plastics. We had the cream and off-white beige plastics, and we went to black box. And now we're past the black box. So the Sega console, it's got to, it's got to be modern in a way, but different to the others. It's got to,
1: it. It it tries to have to make a statement, which I don't like.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think this console has wheels. <laughs> wheels. Wheels. But like. It it like it's a borderline transformer, and so like okay. it's trying to hook, it's trying to hook. This is all off the top of my head. Yeah, it's no, I know. Trying to tell. hook like, <laughs> like, like teenagers who like Gundams and transformers. Yeah, and kids who like things that move around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, that's all it appeals to. Like, it it doesn't <laughs> actually appeal to that 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 more mature market that it wants to very well because they made the thing look like a tank.
1: Can I Can I just really quick, I just want to add something to mine and I want to ask you a question based off what I'm adding to mine, which is that the, okay. the disc drive, the disc faces you so you can see the imprint of the disc inside of... Oh, is it like the
0: flat of the disc?
1: Yeah, the flat of the disc you can see through the translucent plastic and so you can see it spin and so when it spins really fast, I want it to make like a little animation of like of like of like someone running... I think that would be sick. Now I'm going to ask you, Kerry, a similar related question: Is this console using cartridges or is it using
0: discs? This console, this modern day console, is using USB, Blu-ray, Blu-ray, okay. it's, USBs. it's using Blu-ray. It's not using 4K Blu-ray.
1: Oh, what they didn't want to—they didn't want to cough up the the ten dollars every. Every... They're
0: doing more than Nintendo and their crappy cartridges and like 1080p, but nothing actually runs at 1080p. Yeah, I guess they could run like 4k. Oh no, that's the only way they're getting like more data <laughs> onto the discs at the moment, isn't it? With 4k Blu-ray. Oh. Yes. Yeah. UMD says, buddy. There's a reason only one console used that format. Yeah. Um, I. Yeah, no, I think it uses Blu-ray. I think it's trying to keep up, but it's really it's really challenged. It's really struggling. This, this Transformers idea is a bad one, but <laughs> it's so hard to think. Like, I couldn't have thought of what the PlayStation 5 was going to look like before I saw it, you know, or the yeah. Xbox series. Yeah, right. And so i'm i'm when I'm trying to think of something that competes in that area I'm like, what's something I wouldn't think of and I'm like oh shit <laughs> so i'm not I'm not sure you know maybe it's trapezoidal you know maybe it's it's got it goes it goes narrow at the top maybe it's a pyramid shape but
1: that'd maybe be not. cool I don't know pyramid's are cool
0: i can't i can't i can't I, I can't crack this nut I, I can't figure it out yeah
1: right. you got you got a name you got some names I,
0: i've got a, I've got a couple of names Jeremy I've got a few names uh one of them that came off the top of my head was Sega Olympus I'm like oh it's kind of dreamcast genesis mega Drive Olympus
1: Olympus but, is cool you know? it, it fitted like well. That, if it was with a, if it was like a, again a triangle that would be cool like the, like the mountain
0: yeah like a mountain yeah like a like, like a, a mountain <laughs> <laughs> yeah like Mount Olympus yeah uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, Sonic yeah. and
1: uh, Mario and Sonic at the Mount Olympus games.
0: <laughs> yeah. God of War crossed with Sonic when. Yeah. Yeah. He can, he can help. He can help take down Zeus. Mm. Uh, I had another one, which was uh, if, and coming from Japan, it would be said like this, the Sonic, no Sonic, the Sega Machination.
1: Machination.
0: Mm. So it's sort of like machine. It's sort of like, you know, it's a piece of hardware, you know, it'll get the job done. It's not okay. it's not a machine, it's a it's it's a I think in English you'd say machination, but I don't think that's I don't think I don't think that's th- that common of a sound coming from the Japanese dialect. I think they would they would say machination.
1: Okay. all right, that's cool. I like that.
0: It's it's strange. It's weird. I've got a couple of other ones that I like more, but what 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 are you thinking of?
1: So my, my other my other idea for the Sega console. Yes. The gimmick, I'm going to start there. Yes. The Dreamcast console having the little thing you can put the the, the little screens in with the for the Chao Gardens for the most part.
0: Yeah. It's like called. a memory card cross like handheld. It it gameplay. has
1: a name, I don't remember the name of it. I saw that idea, and the very first time I saw it, I'm like, "That is so cool! I right. love that idea so much." But what if it was inbuilt into the controller? What if every controller you had mean a,
0: like the Dreamcast?
1: Yeah, but like, what if like it was like a high definition screen? It was maybe let's say as big as the PS5 Touch Bar. Imagine the Wii U gamepad, but it was little and not necessary to the game, but it was useful to see things, right? It was like a contextual thing that... So
0: we're we're, we're thinking, we're going like mini Wii U gamepad. We're talking traditional gamepad format, but like second screen Wii U design.
1: touch screen, but like, you know, like handy for the thumbs, but isn't like you need a stylus for, right? You're not... Yeah, we're not out. Here, we're not out here drawing like fools.
0: <laughs>
1: where, where it's like a it's like a, a phone touchscreen in the middle, right? Yeah, you, you see those like every four years, there's like a what the new PlayStation 6 controller is gonna look like. And it's two pieces of hard plastic with like just a display in the center of it. Yep. Right. And it's like And the, it's got like
0: six buttons under one thumb and Yeah, yeah. yeah. You can like it, turn it this way and that and it, yeah. it,
1: it, it's kinda of like that, right? Like I want a display to bridge the two sides of the controller. Mm. And you can have like your own chow Garden stuff inside of it, right? I think that I love that idea. And I I I wish that something more could be done with that idea. I think if if we're if we're not going the chewed era of Sega. Okay. I I don't I don't one hundred percent know what the console look like because I think the console itself I think in this context doesn't matter because it's all about the controller, right? The what okay. you're buying is the controller and there's the console over there that runs the machine, but it looks like a fucking Wii U. I don't care. <laughs> um, the. If, if we're not going the Tude era and they're going the family-friendly thing, I think you call it the Sega Flow. I think that's, Ooh, a, that's a cool Sega name. Flow. Sega Flow.
0: It flows nicely with the words together. Like you because, can make it a one-word thing. The Sega Flow.
1: Because I was thinking about the word cast in Dreamcast. I was thinking about what's casting. Casting is streaming sometimes. What's another word for stream? What's a stream do? Water. Water streams. Water mm. flows.
0: Yeah, what it does flow. you're right. Yeah, so does Air.
1: <laughs> Sega Air. Um, the, the, the other thing <laughs> I was thinking, if you are going to true era of Sega, this is called the Sega Surge.
0: Oh, yeah. I think that's yeah, a that's cool good. name. So keeping in. that in mind, mm. does it have streaming capabilities? Xbox style. You tell me. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Question mark? Maybe. Does it have Xbox Game Pass on the console?
1: I think the Sega Surge is the most closed off Sega console that they've ever made. (laughs) They, beyond Sega games not being put on other consoles, they don't allow anything, any Xbox games, no PlayStation games, no Nintendo games,
0: no third-party games? No
1: third-party games. Oh, my fucking
0: God. Sega's <laughs> dying after The Surge comes out. This is the, death, the re-death of Sega.
1: <laughs> Only first-party. The Sega really? Surge, but... You're, you're
0: going to play our games and you're going to like them.
1: <laughs> and this is, this, is, this is the final question in this thing, which I'm, I'm, I'm looping in here. The final question we got for what if Sega was still making consoles... The question that, I, that we wrote down is, Sonic. <laughs> Say
0: it properly. Yeah. Sonic, what are you doing? What are you doing?
1: What are you doing? What's Sonic doing? I tell you.
0: Is he entertaining people? Has he figured it out?
1: One of the launch games for the Sega Surge is a oh, Sonic. It is good. A, one of the launch games for the Sega Surge is a Sonic Battle Royale. <laughs> to compete with Fortnite.
0: Jeremy... I have to ask, how fast is this game? Oh, is this, this game
1: this, this game is so fast.
0: <laughs> it's so fast?
1: Except this game is a competitor, a legitimate competitor to Fortnite. <laughs> and it becomes the leading game on the planet, toppling Fortnite. I also wrote here, Sega don't quite know how this happened, but it does.
0: <laughs> so on their entirely closed-off ecosystem... The Sonic Battle Royale beats Fortnite, the most maybe, popular maybe battle royale, maybe, maybe the most popular game there has ever been. A game that not only was on PC, Nintendo, Xbox, PlayStation, but also iOS, Android, and and Sonic beats it all on one platform.
1: Let me let me add an additional thing that I just thought of.
0: It does it quickly.
1: <laughs> it. Kerry, they allow third-party games onto the platform. Yeah. But only through this Sonic Battle Royale.
0: <laughs> you have to land in third-party party. It's the first... Uh, the location on the map.
1: It's the first true metaverse. <laughs> third-party <laughs> games are only available as limited-time events that you have to <laughs> land in.
0: You have to stream it.
1: Companies you have to surge it. Companies are booking in limited time events months ahead. They're planning film releases around it. They're planning game launches around it. They're pre- planning cross media campaigns around the ability to appear in Sonic Night.
0: Sonic K N or N?
1: No, not K N. Uh, no, Sonic N I T E. or it's called sonic save the world (laughs) so
0: so no one knows how it happens but it does
1: sonic world is what it's called it's called sonic world
0: sonic world okay that's all right and so everyone's trying to book in and then you're you're every week you're buying you're buying iron man but he's like uh a chupacabra and and you're buying like goku but he well, he's a hedgehog because of his hair, and and you're buying. You, there's a concert from Barris Hilton, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because because she's got her fingers in every metaverse.
1: Yes, yes, okay. and but all of the crossover events have to look like Sonic characters,
0: and she like high fives Amy.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah, she's she's more of a Rouge fan.
0: She's Rouge. <laughs> okay. Maybe Amy and Rouge. They're, yeah. it's, they're like they're like the group. Amy yeah. Rouge and Paris Hilton. Yes.
1: <laughs> the Sega Surge, Kerry. <laughs> Can you feel the Sega Surge?
0: Oh my god! It doesn't make any sense. This is. <laughs> I love that you that like, you had to say. No one knows how it happens, but it does. Yeah, no one knows. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, I've got I've got two more names, Jeremy.
1: I'd love to uh, hear
0: them. one of my names that I like the most, and I don't know what this means for the actual console, what it looks like, what it is, what it is doing. But one of the and this is definitely infringement for like the Coca Cola company. But I really enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> Sega Cola. Uh, no, I like the name Sega Sprite, like okay. like a sprite in the woods, like a like a you know, like a spirit, like a Sega Sprite. Right. I think that one I find is evocative, and I think is playful and quick, and you know what it is when you hear it. It's a 2D like image that like always faces the Switch camera. Way. Pardon? It's, a 2D <laughs> it's image always though.
1: 2D. <laughs> it always faces the camera.
0: I don't know what that is. I just really like that name. One that I do know what it is is the Sega Playpad. Okay. And this is, and I, and this, the way this console behaves is very similarly. It's along that same line of thought of like the Wii U balance board, the arcade. We, no, no, not quite. No, it's more. Think of it like like a fight pad.
1: Oh, uh, pad kind of okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, this yeah. is
0: going back to that arcade. Their arcade roots again. It's staying in that place. I'm here for it. Her. This is not only Ken is the is the Sega PlayPad the best way to have the best arcade experience at home in terms of uh racing games let's say and all the fighting games you know you've got the best gamepad controllers for for the PlayPad or it launches with one and you can get like add-ons or like other ones are officially supported and really low latency and high quality and all that stuff and you could spend 600 bucks on it if you want and people do cuz it's great. Mm-hmm. Yep. But you can take the PlayPad to the arcade where they have Sega machines and it has a spot for your Sega PlayPad and you put your PlayPad in the Sega arcade machine and you can load your fighters and your progress and maybe it's a controller. Maybe the console is the controller. Maybe you take your playpad controller. Maybe that's it. With the playpad, you take your controller <laughs> to the arcade. And then you can use that. And it's as good as an, uh, any uh, any other arcade fight stick. Maybe even better. I like this. Yeah. Well, that's cool. It's it, it, it's interesting. It's yeah. sort of like peripheral territory. Like it's it's kind of borderline one way, borderline the other. But... Yeah, it yeah. reminds
1: me of the what we were talking about when we tried to fix the Wii U. Okay, we, we we had a similar thing where it was like the being able to take your Wii U gamepad to other people's houses, and it was like your your everything device.
0: Yeah, it had all the save data. It had your characters. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Remembered if you change button layouts. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So that's 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 my answer for for the what the gimmick for the console would be for the playpad, the Sega playpad mm. in terms of Sonic. What are you doing? I'm Gary? just sit- what, what are you doing? I'm just sitting here trying to think what, what part of Sonic made him good. And, and one thought I had was let's say Sonic is good and people like it more than they do now, because for some, somehow they've made it good. Yeah. And I can't figure out what that is. Cause no one can. Cause it's, it's <laughs> not good. Um, At the very least 3d Sonic. Yeah. Let's say they've made good 3D Sonic. They've got fun 2D Sonic. I reckon they do more Olympics games, maybe without Mario.
1: Right, okay.
0: And so, you know how the Olympics trades, you know, you do the Olympics every four years, you do the Olympics, the Winter Olympics every four years, but, you know, sort of offset. So you've got the, the Olympics and you've got the Winter Olympics. That's two years apart. They release a, a Sonic Olympics game every year. <laughs> but <laughs> we do, we go from you know we go from like london 2012 to green hill zone 2013 to bloody sochi 2014 winter olympics to like arctic zone olympics 2015
1: right okay all, all sonic themed right so we're not going like we're not going. No, no, no.
0: So we're going real world Sonic world. Yeah. Real world Sonic world.
1: Can I can I suggest an additional to that? Real sure. world Sonic world. Real no. world winter. A dif- yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. A real world summer, then a Sonic world, then a real world winter, and then, then. in between that is another real world. Se- sorry, another Sega world.
0: Like, oh, 1980s Japan. We get- Two thousands Japan, we got <laughs> <we get> Kamarocho. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you can hang out with Kazuma Kiryu and compete in the Olympics.
1: Yeah, or like the 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 fucked up worlds in in Persona.
0: Yeah, Persona Olympics. Interesting. That actually would be really fun to see how each of those worlds, like how each like like a Yakuza Olympics would be more. There'd be more focus on like archery and like. What is it when you do clay pigeon shooting, whatever that's called, and yeah, yeah, but like boxing and all of the the martial arts, all the martial fights, um, and they'd be super over the top, but yeah. also just the Olympics. Yep, yep, yep. A persona, a, a persona take of the Olympics plus Sonic is there, which it means you also get a persona take of Sonic.
1: Yes, which is just shadow. That is.
0: no no (laughs) persona doesn't mean like edgy no i know i know speaking of shadow i have another answer for what sonic be doing and how he's still relevant in 2022 Mm -hmm. sonic the hedgehog the game that came out on ps2 in like 2005 the one where he like wields rifles like ar-15s and blows up cars
1: the shadow game
0: yeah somehow they made that one good okay right Again, in a way that like no one can figure out because it's actually a bad premise and no one can make that game good. Yeah, but they made a good one, right? And people like maybe three D Sonic was a bit middling or like a bit one note, and they kept coming out with Sonic games and it was like, oh, we want something different, and they came out with with Shadow and it was also somehow good. And people were like, oh yeah, this is new and different, and somehow Sonic and the Shadow games they elevate each other, and similar to the alternating Olympics locations, now we have alternating. Sonic Shadow games and then you you, maybe you get alternating storylines that tell different sides of the story and you get different types of gameplay that like one elevates the other. You're like, oh man, I just finished this Shadow mission and I just like bust out of a prison. Shadow mission
1: is such a cool name.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And he like got an RPG and he blew up a helicopter and for some reason that now means I'm so excited to play the next 3D Sonic game where I'm running through... Greener, Hilly-er mountain zones. zone. Right. <laughs> like that's my only thing I can think of is like somehow, somehow the 3D games had to be good. They had to make good 3D Sonic games. That's the key here. Right. No one knows what that looks like because we haven't seen one. <laughs> so it's very hard for me to say. Oh yeah, they just make this. No one knows what a good 3D Sonic game looks like, but yeah, they're, right. they. They, they made that. Gotcha. That's funny. <laughs> why has there never been a proper good 3D Sonic game, Jeremy? You're asking the wrong person. Why have they all been since 1999, since Sonic Battle Adventure 2, why have they all been the exact same thing but worse than that game, which was the first one that did it properly?
1: I, I don't know. I I do not I truly do not know.
0: What a Sonic is a baffling franchise and it's no wonder it is a wonder that it's still around honestly. It's 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 befuddling that Sonic is still here today. The movies are really helping
1: it, but the movies almost or also shut the bed before it even came out, remember?
0: Well, yeah. Not, not so, Well, let's bring up the fact that the Sonic animation was horrifying. And if you want to hear more about it, you can go to minimap.com.au and listen to our episode of The Pecking Order, where we try and figure out how much we want to kiss this monstrosity. The answer is not very much. Not much at all. <laughs> the answer is just abject horror with this Cthulian creature. But, like... That was only from 2019 onwards. And that was just when the trailer came out. The the movies have only been around for two and a half years. Yeah. Like, oh. Yeah. I just wish they'd made better 3D Sonic games. (laughs) Why could they not do
1: that? Because they always control terribly and are fucking awful.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Why couldn't they figure that out? Ah oh, man, Sonic makes me upset. I think because I genuinely liked Adventure Two so much when I played it when I was younger. Yeah, right. Rented it from a Blockbuster. I think I rented it twice. Is how much I liked it. Wow. Yeah. And the podcast. Yeah. St- Sega, you're you're fine where you are. You're you're in. You are in your best timeline right now, Sega. Think and honestly, an Sega's an had a great like five years.
1: I think they're doing NFTs now.
0: Uh, ah, yeah, okay. I think we're with the podcast. We can let's 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 save all of the meta and Web three talk yeah. for next week's episode of the Minimap Cast when Jeremy discusses the Metaverse. Oh, God. His deep dive. We may be coming to you from a special. <laughs> Recording location, it's a everyone. Big we, maybe, <laughs> big maybe. We might not be able to work it out, and if we don't work it out, then we'll tell you what it is. Um, yeah, it'll be a bit of a visual thing. We'll post it on Twitter so podcast listeners can at least see what we did uh, if it happens. But stay tuned, everyone. We might have something cooking for that. Uh, do the intro. Uh, I go to the bathroom. <laughs> uh, Jerry's got to go to the bathroom. Everybody, I'm gonna intro us. Hopefully, not too fast, because if I did it too fast, then I wouldn't able to press the like outro button so hopefully he's quick uh everyone thank you so much for listening to this episode of the minimap cast uh we're looking forward to next week we're looking forward to the metaverse i can't believe how upset like i <laughs> can't i can't believe how upset i am about son about sonic and sega just trying to think about oh there's no way to make it good uh you can follow us uh you can follow the minimap accounts everywhere online that we have accounts that's twitch that's twitter that's instagram that's tiktok all under minimap au uh of course you can also go to minimap.com.au uh you can follow us individually on twitter as well jeremy is there at Wan jez that's with two z's i'm there at kj palmer underscore 24 uh like i said before head to minimap.com.au for everything else minimap related everything else minimap cast related uh the pecking order that our other kissability pop culture ranking podcast i highly recommend it even that sonic episode it's quite fun to listen to us freak out about this thing we don't want to kiss uh for those of you that are live with us on twitch stick around we're going to do a post show Uh, uh for those of you listening uh later on a podcast service uh please make sure to give us those uh, those awesome ratings, those five-star ratings, those pluses, those ticks, those hearts, those thumb ups—it means a lot to us. It helps us out a lot. Uh, and uh, if you want to consider joining us for the live show as well, we'll be here for you, and we'll be having a good time in the chat. Uh, lastly, uh, you can also support us—you can also support us on Patreon. If you want to help keep the lights on, you can do that by heading to patreon.com slash minimapau. And for $5 Australian, that is, you can ask us questions to answer on the podcast or while helping us out greatly. Uh, That's it for this week. Uh, Oh, and Jeremy is also letting us... Yeah, we'll talk about that in the post-show of what we're doing next week. And you you made it back in time, Jeremy?
1: I sure did. I love the long outro that I wrote.
0: (laughs) Well, as you were leaving, I was saying i, I got to be careful because if I finish too quickly, then I won't have anyone to press the, the music <laughs> buttons. But you're here. We're I ready. Here. So when I say thank you so much for listening, uh, we'll see you next time. The music's going to play and then we'll see you next time.